Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Ghost of a Podcast. This is part two of some excerpts of the readings I gave to people at the evening of mediumship that I did in San Francisco. This is a tender one. I was very touched by all of these readings, and it was a real honor for me to be able to facilitate communication between those in spirit and the living. And one of the things that you'll hear in one of the readings is reference to something called ghost ship. And here in the Bay Area where I live in California, in 2016, there was a warehouse fire at a party in Oakland, and it took so many people. And it was a devastating loss for so many of us, and it, it shook a community. What that experience taught me, not for the first time, is that when there is loss, when there is tragedy, everyone wants to give their attention to it. Everybody rushes to pay attention to it and talk about it and show up for the people who are rocked by it. And then we all kind of move on with our lives. And those who can't move on because of their situation or their feelings, they're kind of left holding all that weight often alone. It's hard to sit with grief. It's hard to cope with grief and still have to live in the world and pay your rent and, you know, brush your teeth and all the things. It is so important to check in on your friends and your family members when they've gone through a loss, even if that loss was five years ago, even if that loss was 10 years ago. If you are experiencing grief or someone that you're close to is experiencing grief, my advice to you is to be patient and kind in the face of it. When there's something like what we had in the Bay Area, like ghost ship fire, when there is a community rocked by grief, the energy of it gets intensified. And that doesn't make it easier to cope with. It just makes it more. So again, it is really important that we check in on each other and we show each other love. And that said, here's my evening of mediumship. So who am I getting another headache for? What's the name? Steffi, a kid? She's family? Mm -hmm. Sorry. And do you have a question for her? Um, we, we weren't particularly close um, when she passed, and I just kind of wanted to know if she was around, if she's, like, with me. And is this your sister's kid? Mm-mm, it's my sister. It's your, oh, it is your sister. Oh, I'm sorry. I see. She passed when you were young. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's complicated, isn't it? Because her illness and death took up all the air in the family, and she's like woven into your fabric now for better or worse i'm sorry the two of you are kind of like still struggling something out it feels like you have a right to have your feelings and and she had a right to hers the injustice of that and like the restlessness of that is something that really has kind of i think marked you in, in a meaningful way and she's with you because you carry her with you Although you could put her down and struggle with it without holding her, there's a part of you, and I'm assuming you've been taught this, that is like, I'm not, I can't put her down, I can't, I can't put my grief for her or my responsibility or my role to play or whatever it is down because that's not love. I think it's love. I think boundaries are love. And it's not helping or serving her. It's not keeping you closer to her at all. You don't get to work this out with her, only with yourself. 
And honestly, I think it would only serve her. Are you in a relationship with your mom? Yeah. Okay. Ish. It's, it's complicated, but yeah, we're close. With ish. Yeah. With meaningful issue. I think that, I guess the way I'll put it is this. You know, I give this to you. Permission to define how you want to love people and to let people in with boundaries. That is what I hand to you because you haven't gotten permission yet. I give it to you. I want to kind of say to you that I think that, the, that your peace comes from that. Have you been mad at her, your sister? I mean, not at, at her specifically, but because of the fact that like her passing did take up your whole childhood yeah basically yeah um there definitely was some like unresolved anger around how that impacted my ability to be a child yeah so, like not mad at her but you know i mean I, i'm not your therapist but i would encourage you to actually it's okay to be angry at her it's obviously not about her personally but her is the archetype in your life that was your life i don't see the merit in not allowing yourself to have that at this point I do see the merit in it when you were younger, but I would encourage you to allow for that because I think it will help you lead, let go of a burden that you've been carrying so long you don't even notice it as a burden. And it will not harm her at all. And it won't harm your mom and your mom won't understand you and it'll be awesome, that part. <laughs> yeah, so that is what I have for you. Thank okay, my pleasure. Hi, Hi. did somebody over here have, uh, yeah? And who are we looking at? A lot of people. We're looking, uh, okay. Oh, okay, go ship. And a kitty. Oh. Kitty. Oh. Okay, um, so the, the tall person, the tall person at go ship, who is that? I'm sorry, I'm 5'2", so I'm like, what is tall? Are you like blonde, like white guy? Looks like a white person, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, guy or genderqueer person, mm -hmm. was it a dude? Yeah, just not the person I'm expecting, but yeah. What's his, what's his initials Maybe or name? MD? Mm -mm. No. Somebody else. Somebody who's really like a, like next to you socially, not your closest person. Okay, who's that? Long hair. Okay, so that person is more fluid. Okay, more, that person's more fluid. Yeah. Okay, that person is is. And you were there? No, I. It was I lost my best friend and I asked her to go to a different party. So okay. Like okay, I'm so sorry. Um, okay. She is the right gender? Yeah. Um, she's, she's coming through, but she is not coming first because she is not super, like, she's nervous. I know. Uh, she's so nervous. Her. Yeah. She's just like, ah, I don't know if I should do this. Um, so, so, uh, so she, okay, so, so this other person, because this, this other person, this, like, I see this person is not as much, like, in your, like, it's not like your not people. Immediate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this person um, is showing me that you have done, I don't know if you've like done spiritual work on purpose, but you've done a lot of work to help souls lost at ghost ship travel. That you've been doing this work and he's acknowledging that and he, wants to, he wanted to say that to you. Um, and that you've continued to do the work after so many people have kind of been like, okay, that's in the past. Um, so yeah, thank you. And that is not a, a light load to carry. Um, so say her name, the bestie. Okay. Oh my God, she's so sorry. She's so sorry. Ah oh man, she is has kinetic energy. She, she was wild. She was my she yeah. Was my favorite. Yeah, I could see why. Do you have a question for her? I don't want to make her feel bad because I've already asked her myself personally. Like, mm -hmm. why didn't you listen to me? And I just want her. To know she that didn't I listen because she didn't. She didn't. She just wanted to do what she wanted to do. That's I who know. she was. Yeah. It was so stupid. I know. Um, she. 
she doesn't want you you weren't you could have you could have you could have forced her to not go out you know you could have forced her yeah you could have forced her sure doesn't matter if she was meant to go she was meant to go and she actually believes that Mm -hmm. and she knows you actually believe that and she 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 really does and she she doesn't you know she doesn't want you to think about the fire Mm -hmm. and I think that she is saying that because you have thought about that fire You've thought about the fire. I've read the fire report. I've done so much detective work. Yeah, yeah. you've you've gone deep, deep like Matlock on it. And um, the mechanics of of what happened there um, are a little mysterious and they're also kind of obvious, right? It's it's actually both. The energy of what happened there is really awful. What I'm seeing is that, well, what she's showing me of you, but also I've worked on the space and, of course, know people Mm -hmm. who were there. the thing that, that I guess we are seeing is that you have tried to kind of contain your grief and make sense of it by understanding it. And she's not going to tell you to stop. I did it because I think that's what she would have done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. She's not telling you to stop, but she just she's like, that's not going to work. It's not going to work because it happened and it's done. And, you know, something in that fire, um, she doesn't want you to need to know the answer. I think that's the bottom line. She wants you to, I mean, she just wants to hang out with you for being honest. That's just what she wants. Yeah, she she really was just like at the beginning of being alive. She just felt like a kid. I don't think she, yeah, she, and she was like a kid still, you know? I I mean, I don't know if she was in her 20s, but she was like a kid and she thought, well, I'll just grow up later and I'll like do all these things later. And she just, yeah. yeah, and she, I mean, she's like, she's a little bit like kicking cans. Like, it's not like she's not at peace. She's frustrated. She liked being alive. She loved you. She loved, she loved so many people. She loved so many things. She had so many things to do. She had all these projects. She didn't get to do them. But she's okay, you know? Okay. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know her. I know, yeah. You know, you talked to her a little bit yeah. already. And she is a person, you could put her in, 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 in a pit of snakes, and she has a deathly fear of snakes, and then she'll just become a snake charmer. That's just who she is. She just like transforms things. She's really an alchemical person. And so she's mad that this happened and she's actually quite at peace with it at the same time. She has the capacity for both, which I imagine when she was, a per- when she was like in her body made her a little frenetic to be around. Um, but in spirit, it's perfect. You know, she can be in all of it. And I am inclined to really want to reiterate this thing that she's saying, which is you don't need to figure anything else out. It's not going to serve you. It's not going to bring anyone back. It's not going to bring anyone peace at this time. And you did it. And you might choose to do something with what you've learned at some point. Don't do it now. Mm-hmm. Now, now is the letting it go. Mm-hmm. There's something else. There's. Did you get her clothes? Did I what? Get her clothing? I never. Her parents just have all her stuff, and I never got to get any. You're not friends with her parents. You can't call them. Call them. Does she want to give me something? She <laughs> just wants you to push. It might be really nice for them. Honestly, mm-hmm. to be like, oh, people loved her. Mm-hmm. It's not just us who are missing her. And they might be terribly cold and not give you a thing. She's like, I don't know what's going to happen. She's not predicting anything, but she feels like you would like that and it would help you to get closure. It's like a better thing for you to obsess on. Mm-hmm. But she thinks you're very obsessive. She's like trying to give you something to obsess on. So, and she feels that it's a better obsession. Like, how do I say it? Where do I say it? When do I go? What do I? So, so she thinks that that's a good move for you. Yeah. yeah. I'll put my focus elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
And then you can do whatever you need to do next because you need to do something else next. Mm -hmm. She wants me to talk about your love life, which I won't do because it's not appropriate. But I'm going to see yeah. you in September. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Good, good. Okay, good. Remind me we have to start on your love life. Um, according to her. My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, okay. I'm coming around. It's not a mountain, but hi. 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 Am I, was I called over here? I feel like a, another head thing. I don't know if it's a head injury or if it was a... A head, it's a head thing. We have two head things right in front. Oh, Lord, three. Okay. Okay, so um, I got a head man. It's a man. Could be a gun or a, like a hitting of the head or a... Do you have a gun? I'm sorry. And was it... Did he take his own life? I'm sorry. Two of them. Shit. But they're not related to each other, eh? No. Um, the, the first one... You know who I was... You know who you were thinking of first? And was... What, what's his name or who is he? Jimmy. Jimmy, okay, and, okay, wait, and did he also have, oof, wait one sec. Did one of them also have some sort of like, uh, either like they did some sort of like speedy drugs or they had like a, okay, both of them or only one? The, the Jimmy, the other one. Okay, what's his name? Scott. And then, and was, do these two things happen at the same, like together? Some like five years apart probably. Okay. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry that happened. Um, okay, so Scott is the one who's really, hold on. He had some very serious mental health struggle. You know this, yeah? It's the, both of them did, but yeah. And you were very close to him, eh? Jimmy. You were very close to Jimmy, so they're really smooshing together for me. Yeah. Bear with me for a moment. So was Jimmy a partner? No. He was a, like a best friend or something. And the mania was him. Okay. And then the other, and then Scott what, had drugs. Yeah, and depression. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm just going to give you what I have, and hopefully it'll, like, clarify and yeah. separate between the two of them. And I think some of why they're presenting together is, is because of the obvious reason that they, they died in similar yes. enough ways. And the grief is just in this heavy room for you, for both of them. And, and so I'm, like, cracking the door. The one... Um, There's a third person, too. With, but not with a gun, the third. No. And who's the third? Craig. Did he take his life as well? It's hard to tell. I feel that I feel that he like in an indirect way did. And and that was drugs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was like not trying to not. And you knew that. He was so sad. He was just sad. Um did he do opiates? Okay, to, I mean to feel sad like this you have to be doing opiates. He had that terrible thing that happen, happens with opiate addiction where he had no capacity to ex tolerate or experience pain anymore. It's like he started that way, so he did the opiates, and then the opiates destroyed his ability to handle things. You tried to help him, eh? Are you sober? Um, Ish? Hybrid. Hybrid? Hybrid's over? I wouldn't hurt you all the yeah. way. Okay. Um, I, uh, I have to choose carefully. Yeah, very carefully. Like, very carefully, partially just because these people are all around you, and they, they all really struggled with addiction. Even if it wasn't all of them substance abuse, it was all addiction. It was all compulsive, addictive behaviors and natures. And so why is Jimmy saying that he loved you? So you had that kind of love relationship, even if it wasn't a partner. Okay. He really loved you, and, and he's really sorry for what he left you with, because he left you with more than he thought he was leaving you with. Um, did you find him? No, but there's something in that family, yeah? Um, he's sorry for that. 
he's so sorry for, for what he's done to you. He didn't, you know that, that he didn't mean for that to happen, eh? Okay. You're the, always the one who fixes it for people, eh? But these guys are people who didn't want to be fixed. I mean, they wanted a magic bullet, but they didn't want magic, you know? Do you have a question for any of them? For Craig. What is it? Was it an accident? Ish. Yeah. Not completely. But it wasn't a plan. Uh -uh. I mean, that's the problem with him. I mean, some things he planned very meticulously, and then everything else it was just kind of like, we'll see if the spaghetti stays on the wall kind of thing. And that's what that was. It was kind of like yeah. what you knew, I imagine, what you knew. He, hold on, wait. It's Jimmy really wants to talk to you, though. It's Jimmy. Jimmy wants to talk to you, and he wants to, he wants to like shake you and be like, I didn't mean to do this to you. He loves you, and he feels so sad, but unfortunately, the way that that translates for him is he wants to shake you and yell at you. So the energy of it is not restful for you. It's like feeling his presence is really painful. Mm. Okay. So I, I, this is a little, a little off the topic, but I, but I gotta say, when I look at these three people, and the intensity of how they lived and how they died and your role in each of their lives because you had a meaningful role in each of their lives and it wasn't a bad role it wasn't destructive but man did you get caught up and you tried and there's something here for you about the compulsive part of how you love and how you want to prove your love to others that blinds you to whether or not someone is actually willing to receive it or willing to do the work on themselves or for themselves and you are like, I have to prove it instead of I have to listen as much as I try. And that's what I want to hand to you from this is to listen because you knew the answer to these questions, right? You, you knew. It's not that you would have predicted what happened, but you could have. And I think, you know, your desire to not want to give up on someone and your need for boundaries are really hard for you to navigate. Hence, maybe getting all the way sober might not be the worst thing that ever happened to you. Um, so I would encourage you to mess with that. I would encourage you to like think about it, talk about it with people you trust, work on it because this Jimmy dude is not leaving you alone until you take get better care of yourself. He's so intense and he's not gonna leave you alone until you take better care of yourself. And this was some years ago, right? But he's, he's been at you the whole time. And you also have some injuries that you're working on? You're working them too hard, he says. No, it's not him, it's the other one, the not. Neither of the two, it's the one in the middle. He says, you're working them too hard. You're doing exactly what I just met, referenced you do with people. It's like, you're just like, I'm gonna fix it, I'm gonna fix it, even if it's gonna break it. So try less hard, Let, know that, that the not doing anything is a stage of getting it done. Hello, my loves, my loves. Welcome back to the Astrology Corner of Ghost of a Podcast. This week, we are looking at February 10th through the 16th of 2019. We're going to talk about the astrology, but I don't know. Shouldn't I mention the fact that it's Valentine's Day? Is it Valentine's Day just in the Western world? I'm not actually even sure because of how very little I care about Valentine's Day. I think it's pretty safe to say I've established I'm not the most romantic of all your friends. I've never really liked Valentine's Day. I don't like 
I don't like weekend or holidays. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like it when you're forced to be happy and celebrate because everybody tells you to. And the pressure to be in a romantic relationship or to be in a conventional romantic relationship and to not just have love and like, but to have things be going really easily and to have high romance on a particular day, to me, really sucks because it makes people who are single or heartbroken really sad. It makes people who are in relationships and they're not really going well, it often makes them kind of feel like they have to phone it in or pretend and it makes them really sad. And if you're lucky enough to be in a happy, healthy relationship or if you're lucky enough to just be falling for someone and have it be going really well and a really romantic stage, then it's fantastic. I definitely know some people send Valentines to their friends and to their parents and stuff like that. And I think it is adorable. Any opportunity for us to really connect with love, self-love, loving others is gorgeous. Let's do that. But that's not really what Valentine's Day is marketed as. And it's like a multi-billion dollar industry at this point, right? It's another way for us to get pressured by media, et cetera, et cetera, to buy things as proof of the fact that we're loved. And that's, eh, eh. You know, I'm not into that. Listen, if you love buying stuff, if you want chocolate and roses or like spa treatments or whatever, and you enjoy it, fabulous. Do that. Wonderful. But I kind of think don't buy shit for Valentine's Day. Don't buy into this idea that you have to be somewhere in your relationship or in your love life in order to be a whole person because you don't. Even the most successful in love, the people who are the most successful in love in their lives have moments where their love life isn't doing well, where the relationship isn't thriving, where they're single. And that is healthy, normal, and appropriate. You know, we don't, we don't all have to get married anymore. Life is long and there's a lot of ways of living. And I'm a fan of people using Valentine's Day as a reminder to tighten up your self-love game and to make sure that the ways that you are conducting yourself with others reflect that love. We really must orient ourselves towards our own choices, what we choose to consent to, what we choose to participate in, and what we're bringing to the table. Because when we do that, we have more agency in our lives. And when you are healthy in the way that you love yourself and you are healthy in the way that you relate to love, then the choices you make and the people you're attracted to organically get healthier. Not overnight, but they do. They get healthier. And that's the goal. In the first half of the podcast today, you know, I I shared more of my evening of mediumship at the Spiritualist Church. You know, I talk to people in spirit routinely. And when a client comes in for mediumship work and they want to talk to a loved, a loved one who's in spirit whether it's a parent or you know a partner there's love there there is love there and love is this just transformative powerful thing and it is almost always messy and it is almost always imperfect because we're messy and we're imperfect and i think that that's i don't know sometimes i think it sucks but mainly i think it's gorgeous because you don't have to be perfect to have a really powerful, transformative love that transcends life. You don't. And neither does your beloved, whether we're talking about platonic love, familial love, or romantic love. It's okay if it's messy. It's okay if there's, you know, friction and problems for even years at a time. What you want to be able to do is have a relationship to yourself that is healthy enough and loving enough 
so that you can meet others from that place. And sometimes from that place means having a fight with someone. Sometimes from that place means not accepting their bullshit. You know, it's not tidy and clean. I hope that you don't compare yourself to others this Valentine's Day. And I'll get into a little bit more of why I say that in particular this Valentine's Day as I get into your horoscope. But that's my little rant. And I do hope for you that you get what you want in life. Slash, no, I don't. I take it back. Because as I've counseled thousands of people over the years, I know this. Most people actually, what they want for themselves is not exactly what they need. And so I will correct my hope for you. I hope that you cultivate the willingness to look really honestly at what you want and not what you say you want, but what your actions betray of what you want and that you love yourself enough to do the work of transforming your relationship to your desires so they better match who you are, where you are, and what you have to offer. Maybe I'm more romantic than I think I am, but there it is, my loves, there it is. So this horoscope the week of the 10th through the 16th, there's not terribly much happening in the stars, which honestly is not the worst thing because as you know, and as I love to talk about, the outer planets are just doing crazy shit nonstop. So it's nice to not have uh, too many transits happening this week. On the 10th, Mercury moves into Pisces where it will stay for a minute. Now, Mercury in Pisces is kind of a interesting transit because Mercury is the planet of your thinking, your attitudes, your communication. It's actually your friendships, your siblings. And Pisces is not a straight shooter. Pisces is the language of the dreams, which is to say it's symbolism and it's processing in pictures. It's not a very capitalistic sign. You know, it is a sign that is associated with process instead of outcome. When Mercury is in Pisces, things can be a little more confusing and they can be a little more confusing because you are processing more data than just the analytic data. It can be more confusing because you're not speaking as clearly and directly, or you're just not able to ignore your uncertainties and your ambiguities. And this isn't just happening to you, it's happening to everyone. So there's more room for misunderstandings and misconnections. There's more room for anxiety and a feeling of futility, but on the positive. In this time, we can really see things in a more nuanced way. We can get at an authentic understanding of compassion and empathy and interconnectedness, which can have the result of making us better in business, better in our personal lives, and better in our relationship to ourselves. But this transit, like all transits, require that you bring intention to how you approach these things. And so when you feel anxious or you feel ambiguous or you feel uncertain, whether about yourself or in reaction to someone else and how they're acting, it's important to channel that or to kind of pair that with empathy, with a willingness to sit with nuance, with a willingness to be in the process instead of rush to the outcome. Because at the end of the day, you know, Mercury moves through the signs pretty quickly. We will get here again. We will be in a time not long from now where Mercury is in an earth sign or a fire sign or an air sign. And now it's in a water sign. Now it's in Pisces. So be in this season, Mercury and Pisces. That's the moment. Be in it, my friends, and know that it's not going to last forever. So it, like all other transits, are a limited time opportunity. It's also, if you're experiencing it as a pain in your ass, a limited time pain in your keister. On the 12th, we have a Mars conjunction to Uranus in Aries. So damn. Now this is, this is not the easiest uh, of transits. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Mars and Uranus are both impulsive. They're both spontaneous in their actions. Mars isn't consistently spontaneous in its action, but man, it can be. And sitting on top of Uranus, it is likely to be. It is an accident-prone transit because Uranus follows its impulses and Mars follows the ego. And so we cannot track our energy and then walk into a wall unexpectedly. So definitely pay attention to what you're doing physically, especially if you're riding your bike around town or you're in a car because Mars governs your car. And when you're riding a bike, there are cars around. This is an explosive set of energies. It really is an explosive set of energies. This is when we can expect the unexpected. We can expect things to happen and they can feel like they're happening to us or we may be the agent of change, but we may act in ways that kind of even surprise us. You know, you really want to know that this is not a great time for keeping secrets or gossiping because it shall bite you in the butt, A, and B, secrets aren't going to stay kept. If, you, if you're if you like shit talking somebody, it's, it's going to come back around. Somebody's going to hear about it. So don't, I mean, in general, it's not a great thing to do, but certainly not today. Mars conjunction to Aries can be a time where you experience bursts of courage and bravery. It can also be a time where you experience bursts of egoism and hubris. So make sure that you are not acting defensively, but instead acting with integrity. The thing about courage that I love, it comes from French, like uh, cœur is, is the heart, right? It is about taking heart. And the thing that is possible here is that you can take heart with great strength of character. The other thing that can happen is you just act out. So watch yourself. You are on the hook for what you do. Even if you didn't mean to do it, what you do in the end of the day becomes much more relevant than what you meant to do. Sorry. True story though. True story. And if you have to deal with somebody else kind of coming for you or coming at you being intense and aggressive, just keep this in mind. If somebody is in a state of like just really being defensive or really egotistical, you're not going to reason with them. You're not going to like show them the light. So sometimes it's important to know when to back away and you can come back when cooler heads are prevailing. So this transit will be exact on the 12th, but you're going to feel it a couple days on either side of the 12th. So, you know, it's going to be pretty intense, not terribly chill. This transit is not great for trying to fix something that is not broken. So pay attention again to your ego to make sure that you're not comparing yourself to others or trying to rush your own progress because it, it'll get in your way. It's not your best move. And then that brings me to the 14th. It brings me to Valentine's Day where Mars moves into Taurus. So it leaves that Aries conjunction because Uranus is at the end of the sign of Aries and it moves into Taurus, and the moon is in Gemini on Valentine's Day. The the thing that's really lovely about this is it can make you really open and really, you know, in a, in a sensual state where you are like, okay, let's move forward. Let's figure this out. So if you're in a relationship or if you're dating somebody or if you're dating somebody's, this actually can be a really lovely time for having a sensual, sexy connection where you're also talking and listening. That's nice, right? I like that. That's nice. And if that connection that you're trying to cultivate is with your own damn self, which I strongly encourage all forms of self-love here on Ghost of a Podcast, then hey, this is actually really good for that too. It's also unfortunately good for comparing yourself to others. It's also unfortunately good for deciding that things are supposed to be one way and just obsessing on evidence of why it isn't that way or why it should be that way or who else is thriving. So listen, you know, I know you know this, but but it does deserve to be said. Somebody else's success and somebody else's misery has nothing to do with you. There's room for everyone to be happy. Even your enemies can be happy. And you can be happy too. Your enemies being miserable or happy has nothing to do with you being miserable or happy. 
your exes, your enemies, whatever. This is not a great time for scrolling through feeds that make you feel bad because you will probably torture yourself with it. So be kind, be kind to yourself. Try to choose productive actions. And because Mars is shifting into Taurus, the energy is supportive for you to do exactly that. Now, Mars and Taurus can be a bit of a stubborn placement for Mars to be. And again, Mars is what you do. It's your will. Um, it's how you fight and how you fornicate. It's also your ambition and, and kind of how you move through the world. And by transit, Mars and Taurus is a great time for getting things done consistently over the course of time. It's an earth sign. But it's also a really great time for looking at how you relate to your body and how you find joy in your body. So that is my hope for you here. Whether you're partnered or solo is irrelevant to this hope. I really hope that you find ways of relating to your body that make you feel proud and happy to have that body that you have, wherever it's at, wherever it's at, whatever other people think of it, irrelevant. I mean, of course, it's not irrelevant because we're people, but in this moment, on this day, let's call it irrelevant. Why not just really relate to your body as this crazy freaking thing that your soul resides in in this lifetime? It's yours. Make friends with it. Not just in a like spiritual hoity-toity way, not just in a like I eat healthy foods way or go to spas way, but in a way that is really just like that thing is your damn, it's, it's your thing. It's your thing. Enjoy it. Get in it. Honor it. Make friends with it. And if you are looking for more from me on astrological compatibility and love and dating, you can go forth and listen to an interview I did on Spirit Guides Radio. I was on Spirit Guides Radio this week and talked about all those things. And it's more of a conventional Valentine's Day love talk. So you can look them up wherever podcasts are heard and listen to that episode. I believe that it's episode 56. Um, and. Thanks for joining me on another week of Ghost of a Podcast. I hope you're subscribed. Please do start and rate it and share it with your friends. I really appreciate it when you do. If you'd like to be a supporter of the podcast on Patreon, you can go ahead and do that. You can also just like throw throw cash on the Patreon if you want to support Tiny Spark in hopes to get it on Android. I get tons of questions about when I will have Tiny Spark on Android, and it is a hope but not at this exact moment of plan. That's just what's happening. But if you have an iOS device and you have not yet downloaded Tiny Spark, please do because it is so great. I have so many cool experiences with Tiny Spark and I get DMs from people all the time and see people posting about their really cool, really accurate experiences with Tiny Spark. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated and too self-serious to be really useful. That's that's what I know. Anyways, so yeah, use Tiny Spark, subscribe to the podcast. And come back next week because I love you. You know I love you. I hope you love you too. Bye. Every year they say the end is near.